Welcome back to another Frame of Mind podcast. My name is Matt Kleskowski over at mattk.com. I'm a photo educator and all that fun stuff. And I'm joined by my buddy, Brian Matias from matias.com, who is also a photo educator and all around nice guy sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> hey, how's it going, man? It's great, man. I, I I say I think I say this every time I'm on the show. It's always a blessed to be here. Life is good, and it's just great that we get to talk about this stuff that we talk about anyway when we're on the phone together. Yeah, yeah. I you, you are um, I, I I get emails from time to time on our topic today, which is um, you know how ways to ways to sell your photography gear. Um, and I guess possibly ways to buy used photography gear too, if you work at it in reverse, but, and also with the tagline, like how not to get scammed. Um, but you were, uh, you were, when I thought about the topic, cause it's something I get asked about a lot. It's something I don't hear people talk about. And I think, um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's a good topic and you, I know, you know, out of anybody I know, you've probably sold, I don't say this in a bad way. You've probably sold the most gear. Like a lot yes. of people just keep it, like just keep it forever and ever and ever until it's literally worth nothing. And then you've got to take it somewhere and have it recycled where you're somebody that has actually, you know, when you, you get something new, you're, you're pretty good about selling whatever the previous version of it was. So I thought you'd be a good guest for this one. Yeah, absolutely. I, uh, I, I've sold, and it's, it's not a bad thing. I've sold a ton of just camera gear and uh, a ton of just technology gear, like anything from yeah. laptops to, I mean, so I, and, and I also, this is not a topic that I think a lot of people, and certainly not in the podcast form that I can recall covering. And I think it's really important, especially today with just the, the sheer amount of ways someone could get scammed. Yeah, I think I, I'm gonna, I, I made a note in the very beginning of my outline um, and and it's I'm I'm gonna say it first, and I think Brian echoes with me that we we need to say this first, um, and we'll probably repeat it many times throughout. So just get ready to hear this over and over again. But be paranoid. Be paranoid if you're gonna sell your gear, and don't feel bad about it. Be be as paranoid as you possibly can. We we are in an era that I, I've. I've been, I've used eBay and social media to sell things in the past. I know you have too. Mm -hmm. um, we, we are in an era of, of scams that just it's they're They're so hard to root out. Um, and, and so it just be paranoid. Don't, I don't want to be, I don't want to be doomsday about it, but I do, I do feel it's, it's necessary to reiterate, be paranoid. So um, I'll go, I'll go with the first the the first topic here because you, you've got a really good one too. But I'm going to go with the first one that it's selling gear is a lot like selling a car. Um, it's you can go to a dealership, which is a you know if you're going to go buy a new car, you can go in most dealer a lot of dealerships, especially these days, will even take your used cars even if you're not buying something new from them. But it's like a dealership where it's trustworthy. You'll go there. They're going to give you a price. You you don't really have any expectation of getting scammed by them, although I'm sure that there's still probably some some little hidden ways where you can there. But by 
for the most part, you're going to go to the dealership, you're going to give your car in, they're going to cut you a check, and you don't really have to worry about the fact that they're going to cut you a check and that that check is, or however they give you the money, that that money is going to be real and, and something you can deposit. And I think it's a lot like selling a car in that aspect where for me right now, this this person that asked me, I I, I would honestly say the best way to do it is going to be a reputable camera store. So B&H Photo, Adorama, or a local camera store. Like I, I, I am in Tampa. I don't even know that we have much of a local camera store anymore. But, you know, I, I, I did teach. I, I taught something up in uh, Philadelphia back in November. And there's a uh, unique photo. I mean, they had a, a couple of them, you know. So um, it, it just depends on where you live and if, if there's there's going to be a uh, there's going to be a, a store nearby. But your B&Hs, your Adoramas, your, your local camera stores are going to be your safest bet. Now, just like selling a car, are you going to get top dollar selling it to a store versus selling it privately? Definitely not. Your your that store has overhead costs that the person down the street from you doesn't. So, you you will typically always do better selling something privately than you will to an established store, but if you want to avoid the scam, if you want to avoid headaches, if you want to avoid the time it takes to get a post together, take pictures of it, put it up, go back and forth with the person, do all those things, then I would say a, a camera store um, might be one of the first places you want at least consider as you're going along there. Yep. I mean, for me, the, the so and I agree with you, I, not so much the camera stores, but the lack of camera stores here in Southern Florida, there might be one in Miami, but where yeah, I there live, is. there's a good one in Miami. Is there? Yeah. I just don't want to go to Miami. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, a, it's, a, it's still a hike for you too. It is. Yeah. But, um, the, the place that, you know, I want to, sh I'll share my, my kind of favorite place where I've sold gear. Uh, and, and, and it's, it's man, when you look at this, it's, it's Fred Miranda com so it's Fred mm -hmm. F R E D Miranda M I R A N D A so this is and they've been around forever forever I mean when you look at this website you're like are, did I ninety <laughs> yeah um, it's so it's a forum it's not even a website it is a classic forum but uh, and, and you you know people it's a photography forum but mm -hmm. there are two threads there is the buy and sell like photo gear and there's the buy and sell tech gear. And here's the interest. There are two interesting things about this. Well, first, first I've had nothing but good success, um, buying and selling, mostly selling 95% selling and like 5% buying. Um, one, you have to pay to post in those two threads. So right off the bat, there's kind of skin in the game. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you actually have to give up a little bit of money. It's not a lot, but it's, I like that. The other thing that's really interesting, and this is similar to what, you know, eBay does as well. There's kind of like a social currency system. So if I sell something to someone and they buy it and the experience is good, the photos were, were accurate, that I shipped it quickly, I communicated quickly when they're done, they will leave you a review and um, and they, it, it's not just like a star rating. It's also, they'll leave a comment and that the more you build that, 
the easier it is or the more inclined someone would be to do business with you. When you're mm-hmm. new, it'll take a little bit of time because people will be wary, like, you know, this is a new account. But um, I had so much really good success uh, with that. And I can, I think I can say that I've never posted something for sale and didn't sell it, no matter what it was. I've sold MacBooks, I've sold cameras, I've sold lenses. Um, and, and yeah, so I, I do recommend Fred Miranda. It's one, it's a trip to see it, but two, um, it's a great place to, to also to buy. So check it out. Yeah. I have no, I, I, I know, I knew that was going to be one that, that you mentioned. Um, and I've always heard you, heard you say good things about it. Um, I'll give a, I'll throw a tip into this. Sure. Which is, you know, because I, I, my outline is mostly like places to sell. Uh, that's kind of what we talked about, you know, places to sell and how not to get scammed and all that stuff. But at the same time, there's another part of selling gear, which is how are you going to price it? Right. You know, what, what What are your expectations for pricing it? And I think, I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people, so I'm going to give you two tips for this one. I think tip number one is, so let's say, Let's say the Sony, let's say I had the Sony A7R4, okay? Mm-hmm. And when the Sony A7R5 came out, do you know when the best time to sell the A7R4? That week, you know? So right. don't, if, if you're somebody, if you think you're going to upgrade, if you've got something and you think you're going to upgrade it, I, I would say get it on the market as fast as possible. The longer time period, that you wait between the new version of something coming out and you having the old version, the just the further and further down that that price is going to plummet. So I'd say, you know, if you're if you think in any way you're going to be that person that's going to buy the new version, get the old one sold as fast as possible. Number two, I'd say said what we were just talking about. Set your expectations for price. Here, here's my thought process on used stuff, and this this goes across the board. If I'm going to go, if I'm on Facebook marketplace, if there's, you know, there's people, I see people selling dressers. I see people, you're selling all this different stuff. If I'm going to put my neck out and buy something used, man, it, it better be half of what it is new mm-hmm. on, on a private party, not at a store. Cause the store is going to be, you're, you're getting a certain guarantee when you buy it, if I were to buy a used camera from B and H or a used camera from some camera store or whatever, you're getting a certain peace of mind. So not just selling, but with buying too. But if I'm buying it from somebody off the street, even if I know I'm not going to get scammed, even if it's on eBay, even if it's reputable, even if it's all those things, I've got a really, really low tolerance for people that try to sell something that's used for 80% of what it costs new. Right. That camera, that A7R4, when that A7R5 came out, I'm sorry, that camera's worth half of what it is. Yeah, it might not sell at B and H for half of what it is, but that's what it's worth. Yeah, and and if I can jump on that, speaking of price, the other things from the seller point of view, if you are going to try to sell it at uh, you know list it rather the the price you put it when you and you are like Matt saying like eighty percent or seventy five percent, you should also without a doubt two things: one, expect that someone's going to come back and you know, yeah. uh, if they lowball okay. you, 
Yeah, negotiate. If they lowball you, no, no, you know, easy. Say no, thank you. You're clearly not. In, you're not serious about this. But my the point is, have a price in mind that you are like. Let's just do this. Let's close mm-hmm. this. And that's to Matt's point. Like whether it's half off, whatever you're comfortable with, um, just have that ready because once you have once someone expresses interest, um, obviously you want to sell it. So don't unless, like I said, unless it's a clear lowball. Just be prepared to negotiate. That's an important thing just in life to have those negotiation skills. Also to be able to say, you know what? Sorry. I do you know how many times I've, I've it's kind of gotten close and I just, you know what? This doesn't seem like it's going to be a good fit. I wish you the best of luck. And I walked away from the sale. Um, so yeah, like re- regarding pricing, absolutely. And don't, if I can jump in, jump in this really quickly too, Matt, like don't, waste your life like oh, just searching every single place like the point you probably want to buy something and i'm speaking from a buyer's perspective now you probably yeah. want to buy something get it you know like a secondhand a7r4 something like that or a lens a mark one lens um you can spend all that time going to all the places that we're going to talk about or you can just find a decent deal maybe it's a hundred dollars more than you want to spend Mm-hmm. Get the lens and start actually using it and, and go out and enjoy. There's an opportunity cost. Yes. And you, you and I have talked about this because, I mean, you've sold things. I we've, we've chatted on the phone about, you know, like I put something up for sale and it went right away, you know, and that actually means you priced it well. Yes. Um, but yeah, don't, don't, don't make, don't make a living. How, how, how do I write this? If your job is not to sell your camera gear or whatever it is you're selling, don't make a living selling it. Yes. Put it up for a fair price. Be willing to negotiate a little, have an idea in your mind. But like you said, if you're buying or selling, don't make a living out of that because there there are opportunity costs and, and everybody's financial system is different. So right. what $100 to one person where they, they won't cave on might that hundred dollars might be worth something different to somebody else. So you've got to do a little bit of personal evaluation there and what it is. But I would say the one thing is, is don't let pride hurt you because personal story. I, uh, I was selling a, um, a stand up paddle board last summer. Um, me, my wife, we, we had a really nice one. It was a, it was like the real good, hard, uh, stand up paddle boards. And we just, it became too difficult to store and get in and out when we wanted to use it. And so we, we tried out an inflatable one and it, it served its purpose enough for us to switch. So I had the stand up paddle board I had to sell and I had a price on it and somebody, you know, I, I, somebody came in and lowballed it. I said, no, I wanted this. They came in and they barely went above what they lowballed it for. Long story short, I haven't sold it yet. <laughs> and if I could go back and if I could go back in time, I would take what they what they offered. Right. And they, and they were the first ones. And they always say it like with houses, with cars, a lot of times your very first your very first inquiries are usually your best ones. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind in there. But but yeah, don't make a living out of selling it if that's not what your job is. Um, selling it fast means you did good. It means yes. you're happy. It means the buyer's happy. It means you did good. Uh, I would go to another place, which would be photography clubs and and groups that you're in. 
So that that's I think a really good viable place. If your if your camera club doesn't have some type of a buy sell exchange or some place, that'd be a great suggestion. Um, everybody everybody has stuff that they want to sell, and I think um, you know that that's a great place because you know you're among like minded individuals. You know that the people around you are mostly probably trustworthy. They've been there for a while. You've seen them for a long time. So I would definitely say camera club. And if your camera club doesn't have a means to do this, I would really suggest it. And then, you know, I, I, I don't think that that's unfair for somebody to say, hey, you know, in the monthly newsletter, can we have a little classified section? Because that can truly be a help to its members. Absolutely. We're going to take a very quick break from our podcast for a 30 second word from our sponsor, which is always me. I'd like to invite you to check out my Photoshop system course. Make this the year that you finally learn Photoshop. Photoshop can be a great tool, especially to somebody doing all their work in their raw editor, because there's certain things you just can't do. Uh, things like removing distractions, combining images, replacing a background, adding text, adding certain elements to a photo or any combination of all those different things we simply can't do inside of Lightroom or our raw editor, but Photoshop specializes that. Even if you don't spend a lot of time in Photoshop, sometimes it can be some of the most important time that you spend on a photo. My Photoshop system cuts through everything and just teaches you the stuff that as a beginner, you need to know to move on in Photoshop. We'll cover layers, masking, selections, retouching tools, distraction removal tools, blend modes, opacity, and all of the main concepts that you need to build a good Photoshop foundation. So when you finish the course, you'll be prepped to take on any Photoshop tutorial because you'll have a really good foundation for all the basics. You can always find out more over at the website at mattk.com slash Photoshop system. Um. <clears throat> I know that there's, I'm kind of on the fence with this one, Matt. I see it on the outline <clears throat> and that's selling to or buying from, you know, friends, you know, close friends, family. And I think it's a great, it's a great way to kind of just, if you have something that you want to get rid of on one hand, if it's a good friend or family, you're probably going to not, you're going to accept the, or take a much lower offer because they're friends or family. Yeah. My caveat to that <laughs> is <laughs> you are, you become the built-in customer and tech support person. That's true. That's my thing, Matt, because the, the, here's the thing I buy or sell something on uh, Fred Miranda or, or from a camera club, actually a camera clubs that could, can also fit into the fa family friends from some other, you know, we'll talk probably about, you know, like Facebook and or Craigslist, which is probably the worst, but once that transaction's done, it's over. I'm not going to see this person again. <clears throat> I make it clear that the sale is final, et cetera, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> with a person, with a fr friend or family, like if I if I were to sell something to you, Matt, and you had a problem with it, oh, that would be the worst part. If you if there's a problem with it, now I feel obligated. I have to. Of course, I would never want to sell something duplicitously. Like oh, it actually has. Yeah. Like the, the day of, I get it. And I'm right. like, dude, it doesn't work. That's not yeah. what we're talking about. We're talking right. about four, six, eight weeks later. Yeah. You're like, and then, you know, or it's like, how does this work? Or, you know, why aren't my photos sharp or what's going on? Cause like, I don't know what you did in those four to, to six to eight weeks with the, with the device. I have no idea what you did. Yeah. Like <clears> I know <throat> what the, the condition and the, the performance of the device was uh, when I sold it to you. 
Um, so with that said, those are great opportunities, uh, it, especially if you have like older gear that's just collecting dust and you want to, you know, your spouse is yelling at you because you're becoming a hoarder. It's a great opportunity to give stuff away to your, your family yeah. friends. Donate. Um, don't or don't. Yeah. Donate. Uh, yeah. You can do donate even for that. That's a great point. If it's an older thing and you, you can take the tax write off, donate it to, to your local Salvation Army or your, your goodwill or your church or your synagogue or whatever. And as long as they're in the U.S., a 501c3 organization, they should give you a donation receipt that you can write off. And that's a, a really important component. Sometimes the write-off could be more beneficial than what $100 you'll get if you sell it. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people, again, have, if you're sitting on a Sony a7R II, right. which that exactly. was, what, the 2015 camera? Yeah, about there, Yes. 2015, 20, I mean, we're talking eight, nine years ago. If you're sitting on a Sony a7R II, don't, don't, just don't sell it. Like if you're going to sell it, just understand you're going to get $200 for it. I don't care what you paid for it. Right. Just understand you're going to get a few hundred dollars for it tops. Right. Um, unless you're again, willing to to sit around and try to wait for the right buyer for it. But I, there, I don't think you're going to find the right buyer for it. I think you'd be better off giving it to a school that has a photography club in it, you know, and let, let exactly. somebody use it and start to learn from it, knowing that, you know, it's not the latest and greatest, but it's got aperture shutter speed and ISO and they can learn to do anything they need to on that camera. Uh, but yeah, the, I think the older it is, the, the less, the less, the less likelihood you're going to have to sell it and, and maybe donating it and, uh, is it, is a viable option, but dude, that, that's a really good point you made about selling to people, you know, there is a safety net. You know their check's not going to bounce. You know that you're going to get your money from it. Sure. But yeah. Like, how does that friendship work out when in eight weeks it breaks? Exactly. I mean, I would feel mortified. If I sold you something, I would feel, especially you're like one of my closest friends. We talk about stuff all the time. And if I would be like, what, dude, what do, what do, you, what do, what do you want me to yeah. do? Like, um, and it happened to me last year. It's, I, I won't go into the story, but let's just say, let's just say something happened to me last year where I I helped somebody with with some gear and get some like I and and I regretted it. It, it was yeah. it, it ended up like that, and it was it became a very uh, it became an, a, a contentious type of a situation. So yeah, I hear you. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about some of the the let's talk about the eBay's and the Facebook marketplaces and the Craigslists. Okay. What are what are your thoughts rankings on them? So uh, rank in terms. Okay, if we rank it in terms of the sh my opinion, the shadiest versus the least shadiest, um, I think all three are just the the dregs. I, yes. I, avo I avoid them as much as possible. But from most shady, I would say Craigslist. Then one hundred percent. Yeah, absolutely. Um, followed by Facebook Marketplace, followed by eBay. Um, and I, so and eBay I being the safest of the options, the least, the least shady, least only shady, the least shady. <laughs> We're not saying safe. <laughs> right. If you do the, do what they tell you to do, like you, you use PayPal and not the PayPal friends thing. You don't try to go skirt the 3% transaction fee because when you do those things, then you have, you have protections. Yeah. Um, but man, I mean, if you want to, we could start, if you want with Craigslist, I, I, to me, I mean, it is, it's like, 
I don't, I, don't even think, I don't even want to give it any time. It's a dumpster yes. fire. It's a dumpster, it's a dumpster fire. fire. It it may have worked for some of you. It worked for me. I I I talked about the paddle boards. I actually had two paddle boards. I was able to sell one of them through Craigslist. Yeah. So I've sold it, stuff before. Yeah. Not saying it won't work. It's a dumpster fire. It is it is full of scams. Yes. Full of scammers, full of scams. Um I, I put I put something up for sale and immediately, immediately, like within minutes, start getting text messages from people. Uh, I'm interested in buying this. That the your biggest your biggest uh, thing that should throw you off. They want to do the deal as fast as possible. Yes. Won't even negotiate. I'm willing to pay full price. Yes. You know, right there, it's a scam. Yes. And then they'll come back and they'll want to send you a call. And we'll we'll talk about some of the scams in just a second. So yeah, but yeah Craigslist is a dumpster fire. My concern, so Facebook Messenger, I've had success. I've actually, not Facebook Messenger, I'm sorry, Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. Like I, I actually, I, I had a Traeger smoker that was basically list just sitting there for eight months, the listing. And after like eight months, some guy's like, hey, I'll buy this. Now, granted, that's a local thing. The reason why Facebook Marketplace, I think, cuts both ways, Matt, um, in that it's it's a great way to target your local region be, you know because you can post in like the like here we have in the palm beach buy and sell and uh, yeah the reason why i it cuts the other way is because i kind of like the somewhat faceless or anonymous component of um buying and selling like i prefer to just mail you the thing if possible uh, and not have to, when you open yourself up to like when the guy bought the, the Traeger, he had to come over. Um, and I did a little bit of vetting with him beforehand, but yeah, that's never a, f a comfortable thing to have a complete stranger come over. And I'm, um, and I'm sure, and I'm sure there's a firearm nearby as well. <laughs> no question about it. I'm sorry. Like I'm, this is 2024. I will protect my family and I'm, I, just want to, you know, I want to do my due diligence. And that's, I would say with a, obviously a Traeger smoker is a completely different story than a camera body or a lens um, in those situations. So for example, I, I sold, um, I had the first generation road roadcaster pro. So it's like a mixer. I bought the second generation. I wanted to get rid of the, the first one to, you know, um, offload or to, to, to kind of compensate for the cost. And so I, in that case there, I met the guy. It's a small thing, relatively small thing. And I met the guy and I, um, I was able to just like, it was, we were in a, in a lit public place and I just felt a lot safer. So in those situations, you know, it's, it's an, another good thing in terms of like the local stuff is with a camera lens, for example, you can always just bring your camera body. If it's a camera body, if you're meeting locally, you can, Hey, let me take a few shots. Just make sure you can inspect it. And make sure that the uh, the the front front and rear elements are clear. So yeah, uh, the, the yeah. So that's so Facebook and, Marketplace and then eBay, which you kind of talked about. I mean, yeah, you you've got to do it the right way on eBay. There there still can be scams on eBay. There's I, I forget the I forget the rundown. There's this thing where you they you you ship it and then they pay you and then I don't know. There, there's, there's still ways oh, to get scammed there. Yeah, there, it, it, I don't know if it, in some cases, 
you don't PayPal will not release the funds until the stat the tracking number is marked as delivered, which always bothers me. Yeah. And then what happens is they give you an address that's not their address. Yes. And that's how and then yeah, that's how that's how they get around this. There there's just there's scams on PayPal. Um there you are not PayPal, eBay. There's still there's still ways to get scammed on eBay, but like Brian said, you really don't try to skirt any of the fees. Mm-hmm. Um you know, reputable, reputable sellers, all those things, return policies. Yeah, you know, like you said, use PayPal. So that way PayPal is owned by eBay. eBay is owned by PayPal. I don't know who, who owns what, but right. they all. Isn't PayPal owned by eBay? PayPal is owned by eBay, and I, but I can't remember if eBay is still using them um, if they have their own payment system. But yeah. it's it, it doesn't... It, the, here you can rest assured that there will you will be paying a fee. But I mean, like with eBay, there's a listing fee, mm-hmm. and I think there's like you pay based on a percentage of what you sell for, and then there's the credit card transaction fee, which is usually two point nine percent or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, there, there's always, yeah, there's, there's always going to be fees on top of it. Yes. Um. All right. So I I made a couple of small things because I was gonna. I was going to break it down as we finish up to say like things to watch out for and then things to do if the deal is going to go through. Um, So I would say, you know, you've got the list there of things to watch out for if you can add to it, but I would say things to watch out for. Um, We, we, you know, especially, especially somebody my age, I think my kid would wonder like what the heck a cashier's check is, but I was raised to always think like, Oh, a cashier's check is good. Right. It's like cash. You know, somebody gives you a cat. Yeah. It's as good as cash. A cashier's check is so far away from cash. It, the, the word cashier's check should not even be allowed in it. It's right. so far away from cash. So don't let anybody say, I'll give you a cashier's check. A cashier's check is as good as you, you letting the person say, I promise I'll pay you. Yes. Yes. Um, I mean, for me, like you brought this up and this is hap- this happens to me especially on Facebook marketplace where it's the 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 customer is a dream customer you list yes. and <laughs> in minutes you get a message i will what i'll pay whatever you want just just do it on my terms like you know it's going to come the payment's going to come from this person and i want you to mail it to this place no 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 sorry like this is where the whole you need to be okay with backing out of a deal yeah like that's where you it, this will benefit you big time because the rate of of scams like that, where someone they're just like, yeah, I, I got you covered. I, I will. You want two hundred dollars? I'll give you two hundred dollars. Let's just do this right now. Yep. I I, I don't want to because it's because I could talk about this because I I I was I've tried to sell a car recently. I did it through AutoTrader.com, which is a very reputable place. Sure. But I was getting messages from people that want to take it off of AutoTrader. So that's. That's a big red flag there. Sure. It's a huge red flag. Right. Um, but I it, during the the paddleboard sale on Craigslist, I I actually memorized the script 
and and to be totally honest with you, I, I kind of started having fun with them. So. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the script was they're ready to buy immediately, and oh or no, here's with the car because I did put the car up too. Here's a good mm-hmm. one. I put the car up. They're ready to buy immediately. They just need you to go to this website to verify the VIN. And this is going to come to a lesson in a second here to verify the VIN. And I was like, well, I already have the Carfax report on it. I'll just send that to you. No, uh, Carfax doesn't tell me this, this, and this. I, you know, This report, I can get scammed through Carfax. This report, I can't. It's all a scam. You right. pay your money, you do this thing, and they walk away with your money, and they got your credit card and your personal info. It's all a scam. Um, and I, I found that out. I knew that in the beginning, but I would start having some fun with them. I'd be like, Hey, yeah, when can we meet? Oh yeah. Perfect. Oh yeah. Give me the website where you want me to send the VIN number. I'll go in and pay right now. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. I, I just started having fun with them, but yeah, anybody that any, here's the thing. If the buyer tries to make you feel bad for, for being paranoid, they're the wrong buyer. Yes. Be, I said it in the beginning, be par- be the most paranoid person you know. And if it takes, take it off of you. Just be like, listen, I, I don't know anything about this stuff. I, 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 you know, my wife will never let me go through and meet with you if you haven't done this, this, and this. If you haven't sent the money, if I, didn't, I can't find your profile on social media, whatever, my wife will never let me go or my, my husband will never let me go. My brother will never, whatever it is, they'll never even like take it off of you. Right. I don't know anything about this, so I just have to listen to my friends and and don't let if the buyer tries to make you feel bad for being paranoid and if they don't understand your paranoia, they're the wrong buyer for you. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we covered a lot of that. No, don't I, fill out any forms. Don't don't let somebody send you a link and you fill something out. Keep, again, it's not all about getting scammed with the camera. It's not all about they get the camera and never pay you. That's not what all scams are. Sometimes the scam is to get your information or your money or your credit card by filling out a form or whatever that that happens to be. So, or your bank account, you know? Um, So just, I think that's an important, I think that's actually a really good tip. Remember, not every scam is meant to try to get your camera gear away from you without paying. Yes. And and just to close that section out really quickly, <clears throat> and this applies to eBay. This applies to Fred Marin. Basically, this applies to anything where you're probably going to be using PayPal as your the 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 clearinghouse to pay the, the, the for the transaction. Like things like PayPal, um, there's a PayPal verified address. So when you have your account, you can put your address that's verified. When I sell so on eBay, I don't do auctions. I only do buy it now. Meaning if you want to buy it, it's like checking out. And the nice thing with that is they have to pay. They The, the, the buyer puts yeah. it. The, the, I make it a point and it's, it, it, eBay even instructs you only ship to the PayPal verified address. That's the other thing. That's what I was talking about before with the scam. Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and make it clear. I because on on um this is more important really for Fred Miranda because Fred Miranda generally they they recommend PayPal and again the PayPal not the PayPal friends and family I tell the the buyer listen I will only ship to whatever in PayPal it shows so if you're asking me for a to ship to a different address it's not going to work so yeah yeah don't don't I, I forget the specifics of how that works but that's a scam 
That's yes. that's in and of itself a scam, differing addresses and all that stuff. And I know people, I know people that have fallen victim to that scam. I think actually I fell I fell victim years ago to that. I did. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. It's the same with, with cashier's checks. People think like a cashier's check is good. It's yeah. not. That money gets deposited into your account because banks are kind of pushed to deposit the funds into your accounts very, very quickly. Their customers demand it. And then what happens just because it got deposited into your account, when that check doesn't clear, that money gets taken out of your account. Now you're out the money and you're out the gear. Yes. So, um, all right. I think we can wrap up with, so let's say things to do if the deal is going to go through. Um, you know, and I, I think... I think this is mostly, I think we talked about if the deal is going to go through online, we talked about PayPal, we talked about only shipping to the address. Um, I, I do think there are times where you, like you, you sold your smoker. There are times where you might have an in-person deal. Right. Um, what's to go through, you know, obviously meet in a public place. Absolutely. Um, and, and be smart about it. Don't, I would say don't meet at like, unless it's unavoidable, but like at 9 p.m., uh, meet during business hours where and park in front of I would say um, a store where there's traffic or in foot traffic. Um, the other thing is, you know, and this kind of goes both ways. If I'm going to buy, uh, if I'm going to sell something online where there's going to be a local meetup, I I do like I I act like a detective. I, I basically a one step shy of a background check, a criminal background check. Like I look, yeah. I look up their their social media profiles, um, try to see if there's um, if I can paint an a, a, an avatar or you know get a, a dossier, so to speak, of that person, just so that I know, like that they're legit. That, not, that they're legit. Yeah, listen, this is like I said, twenty twenty four. Don't mess around. No. I said it in the beginning, be paranoid. If this person texts you and says, hey, I'm in the back of the parking lot at the, I'll use, you know, our grocery store is Publix here. Yep. I'm in the back, in, back of the parking lot of Publix. Great. I'll be in the, the first spot near the store. And in fact, I'll, I'll get out of the car and I'll be, you know, just off the side of the entrance. Does that sound paranoid? Absolutely sounds paranoid. They walk up. Sorry. I just, you know, if you're a legit buyer, you'll actually thank them. Yes. If you're a legit buyer, you'll be happy it's done in the most public way. Even then, in this day and age, there's nothing to stop them from grabbing the camera and running. And and sadly, probably very, very little consequence to it. But but yeah. you're taking as many steps as as you can with it. Yes. Um, bring somebody. I mean, great that, idea. Even as a male, I'm still going to bring somebody. Mm -hmm. And. And to be honest, does it sound paranoid to have that person lurking in the parking lot, not around? Yeah, it does. And guess what I'm going to do? If I can, I'm going to have that person lurking in the parking lot, not seen. It's again, it, it sounds, you know, you got to be paranoid. Um, bring somebody with you. If it's cash, try not to accept large bills. I, I was doing some research on that on Amazon for like 15 or 20 bucks. You can look up like fake note detector kit. Um, oh, okay. I see. And they said they sell these cheap kits. They're not that expensive um, where you can check it. I mean, that's I sold I sold a years ago. I sold I sold a car and the guy paid me in twenty thousand dollars of cash. And I said, I said, listen, I said, I, I hate to do this to you. I know it's an extra trip, but we got to go to the bank. Absolutely. We, we have to go to the bank. I, I don't know that it's not 
counterfeit, you know? Absolutely. Um, And then here's, here's a really good one for you that I'll finish up on. And that is take video of the product working the day of. Absolutely. Take video of the, whether you, and this is good, no matter how you sell it, whether you sell it online, whether you sell it in eBay, wherever it happens to be, take video of the product working before you hand it over. I think that's a really important one. That, so there, there's so much there. And I know like, there's so much there, Matt, that's important of doing that. For example, God forbid some, yeah, you meet someone, they, they, they steal it from you. That right there for a police report, that's helpful. You have that, that proof Two, for insurance. Um, whether it's personal, if you're not, if you're not a working photographer, you have just a homeowner's insurance or renter's insurance. That's huge. That's, they will, I mean, they will more likely than not want that same thing with, with business insurance. If this, if this is gear that you are selling and you're going to, um, you know, take it off your books, having that kind of that Matt, that's actually huge. I cannot recommend that enough. And then I will, my, I'll close out my last thing. And this is just to maximize uh, the, the, uh, the, the value, the listing value. And my wife, it drives her crazy, but I keep my boxes. I keep the boxes and the materials when I buy a lens or a camera or something, unless it's something that's like a hundred dollars, like a, uh, just an accessory. Yeah. yeah. Those, yeah. But I have still all, every single lens box, every camera box, my MacBook box, um, when I go to buy, if I'm looking to buy something and I'm okay to buy it secondhand and there are two people, one of them is a uh, hundred dollars less than the other, but the the one that's a hundred dollars more comes with the box. I'm going with that listing. It, yeah. it tells me something about the, that the seller's psychology. Like it's a, it's, it could be one of the best points that we've made this whole podcast. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it, it, like, I, I didn't even think of it. And I do, I do it for the most part. Like I, yeah. you and I bought the same monitor. I still have that box and I, I, I hate it cause it's massive. Yes. I can't stand it. But, and that's, I didn't, the, the guy I bought it from on Fred Miranda, he didn't have the box. I was really bummed about that, Matt. Um, but yeah. Fred Miranda, again, he had a good score, a good social score. Um, I feel like we're, <laughs> never mind. Um, <laughs> so let's talk about social scores, but, um, the that's a yeah like think yeah. think about put your if you are a seller put yourself in the in the position of the buyer and what can you do to kind of one justify the the price you're asking and two make the buyer feel comfortable and i'll throw one onto this too that i just thought of which is take good pictures oh if you're selling yes. something take good pictures like yes. be you know don't i there's a fine line between like I have to decide how much time I'm going to dedicate to selling whatever this is. Right. So I'm not going to set up a lighting studio, but I'm going to like, I've got a white desk, so I'm pretty good about, you know, turning my lights on here and everything. And I'll put something in this nice white area, just, just to go show. I went that extra step above grabbing my cell phone yes, in crappy light and taking yes. pictures um, on the couch and, and they're, you know, they're not color corrected. I, Oh God, that, that burns me. You know, you see that they, they threw it on the couch or the bed and they're all yellow, Yes, you know, it's all just this yellow incandescent light. 
that's around it. And they didn't even like take the, you know, the eyedropper and click with the white balance to neutralize it. Like that, that uh, I just, it looks low rent to me. Yes. And, and so it, it, we're talking about photography gear. Again, don't go crazy, but take a decent picture. Right. It goes into the psychology of the seller. Like, don't make it seem like you. this was something you just thought of like last minute. You grabbed your phone and you're just like, oh, there it is. And it's like Diane yeah. Crooked and part of – and the, uh, if you're selling a camera, go the extra step and determine what the shutter count of that camera is. You can do that by just taking – take oh. a photo. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say because so, somebody's going to ask you. Someone's going to ask you. Yeah, because it's important. There's a, sh- a camera is rated for a certain number of actuations. It's like a car. A car, you look at the speedometer, you're like, oh, it's not the speedometer, the odometer. The one thing I'll say to that is these days with your mirrorless cameras and with your electronic shutter. So here's my, this is my A7R5. Mm-hmm. If I pulled the shutter actuations off of it, it would say zero. That's a great point. Because it, since day one and I took it out of the box, I put it on electronic shutter. Yes. Um, so it would, the electronic shutter doesn't, it's, it's electronic. There is no number. But there's no wear and tear. So there you go. And that's I, what you're, I, get, I have a Facebook ad that shows me shooting in a high burst rate, and 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 I have to go in and delete comments all the time because somebody will leave a stupid comment and say, "Oh yeah, you're gonna wear out your shutter like that." Yeah, you're not gonna wear out an electronic shutter, so Sorry. yeah, help me understand how. Try again, but yeah. yes, if if you do have a DSLR or something like that, or you know, again, I wouldn't I wouldn't fault anybody for asking me what the shutter count in the A7R5 was because it does have a shutter. It's just I turn it on electric, so it it wouldn't it wouldn't even show a number. Yeah, good point though. Definitely, a really good point. Cool. Uh, where uh, where do we find out more about the man, the myth, Brian Matias? Man, oh man. Well, the easiest way is just my website, which is matias.com. That's uh, M-A-T-I-A-S-H.com, and sitting on YouTube. Are you uh, are you kind of transitioning your stuff over to LightroomEverywhere.com? Um, so LightroomEverywhere.com yeah, goes to a landing page to sign up for the newsletter. Okay. Because, yeah, there's the there's the course, there's the newsletter, now there's the live stream all under that live Lightroom Everywhere. Short answer is eventually. But for now, just go to my website, Matias.com, and click on if you're interested in the course. Sounds good. And uh, I am over at MattK.com, and I've got... Photoshop, Lightroom, photography courses, lots of presets, lots of free tutorials, all that stuff. So any way you need to get a hold of me or see any social media or that stuff you can find over on the website. Um, all right, man. Well, thanks so much for uh, for joining me on this. I hope, hope we help some people out. I know that this is, this is something that people do. Um, I've never really had a good answer for them, and that's why I wanted to do it. And I'm glad I got to do it with you because I know you're probably the person I know that sold the most. So I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, man. All right. Thanks again, everybody. We'll talk to you again real soon. Bye.